Hello, listeners. This is Nicole, your host of the 50 Conversations podcast. This is just a quick update to tell you that I am oh so close to launching a new book for career changers like yourself. The book, Punch Doubt in the Face, How to Upskill, Change Careers, and Beat the Robots, is unlike any other career book out there. We're going to be talking robots, we're going to talk about bad bosses, and we're going to go on a couple of adventures. The world of work has changed since your parents' generation, yet the career advice you've been given since then really hasn't. I aim to change that with this book, and I want to invite you to be part of its launch and all the activities that I'm hosting afterwards. So, get on our list of curious career changers. You can visit www.punchdoubt.com. That's punch, P-U-N-C-H, doubt, D-O-U-B-T, dot com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to 50 Conversations. I'm your host, Nicole Merrill, and I am attempting to talk to 50 career changers to learn about their backgrounds and their stories and bring them directly to you. I'm also the founder of Future Skills, a company that focuses on emerging careers and thriving in the future of work. And like always, I realize I always start off the podcast by saying how excited I am to have my guest on today. And I, yet again, I am very excited um, because we're going to be talking to Lindsay Baltz. She has a career change story that she's going to share with us. And Lindsay, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Happy um, to be here. Happy to, happy to have you. Um, well, I'll just spoil something real quick. Side note, Lindsay works with international population. So I just want to share this story. Um, every time I've said in front of like um, international audiences that I'm really excited to be here. Um, people have said to me, you know, that's a really American thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> Americans are just like walking around talking about how excited we are all the time. <laughs> and I think of that every time I say, I'm really excited to have my guests. So, um, but it's true, Lindsay, I am really excited to have you um, here with us. Um, I love to get this uh, kind of kicked off just by saying, um, starting with the really open-ended question, what do you do for work right now? Yeah, um, so currently, as you mentioned, I work with international students at a university as a career counselor. Uh -huh. um, so I work on one-on-one -on -one conversations with students, talking about their career development, their resumes, interviewing, um, small talk, working in the U.S. Um, I also build relationships with our employers, so both those hiring international students in the U.S. and those hiring for students abroad and also just creating and presenting on career development topics, um, much of the same ones that we would do in one-to-one -one conversations, but trying to reach a broader audience. That's really cool. I, think, I love that you explained kind of more in depth about what you did because um, a lot of times people don't realize that career coaches at universities in particular do more than just, you know, kind of that one-on-one, -on -one, right? Yeah. There's <laughs> a lot more to it. <laughs> um, so obviously you're on this podcast, so you were not always a career coach for international students. <laughs> How did you get to where you're at right now? Well, so growing up, I always loved reading and writing and editing. And so I knew that one day I wanted to be a working in book publishing as an editor. Um, so I went to school, uh, got my degree in English, and as a senior, I was able to intern at the University of Virginia Press where I was going to school um, in the design and production department. So okay. not quite what I was looking for, um, but it was the only internship available there, and it was a brand new one because their assistant was leaving, and so mm -hmm. they were like, all right, we need somebody to help out. Yeah. Uh, so for my full senior year, I was basically doing the assistant job, but as an intern. And 
Yeah, so really good, uh, yeah, but I got a great look into what it looks like to work in book publishing because uh-huh. with, in the production department, you see the book from two years or earlier before it's even written um, to all the way through to when it's finally published and in the hands of the readers. Mm-hmm. So it was a really great look at the entire process and I was able to see kind of early that it probably wasn't the right fit for me, <laughs> um, <laughs> but still a really great opportunity and when I graduated, they hired me full-time, so I was an English major with a full-time job upon graduation, so oh, wow. really exciting. Um, yeah, definitely. So even though I had some misgivings at that point, and it was in a, the area that I wasn't as interested in, because um, I had to do, design book covers, too, and I oh, am wow. not a designer by any stretch <laughs> of means, um, so it was an interesting experience, but I, I realized that it just wasn't quite fulfilling everything that I was looking for. So I still loved writing and reading and editing, um, but I was missing out on kind of my values. So volunteering had always been really a big part of my life um, in high school and college. And so just that aspect of helping other people was kind of missing because even though it's great helping in scholarly book publishing, uh, helping professors gain tenure is usually uh, what you're doing when you're publishing their books, uh-huh. um, which is great and very important, but yeah. um, it wasn't quite the area that I was looking for. So I started doing some soul searching and I went to my alumni career services center and met with um, a really great woman who helped me kind of think about what next steps could be. So one of the things we did was do the strong interest inventory, which is a career assessment that kind of looks at what your interests are and what might be a good match based on what you're interested in doing. Mm -hmm. And career counselor was one of the things that came up. And so I had never gone to career services as a student. (laughs) Um, I thought about that as a career. So I didn't really know much about it. Um, But I looked into that. I also looked into dietetics because I'm really interested in like food and nutrition and how that all works. And also I'm very into personal finance. I have a huge Excel spreadsheet that I update daily. And so oh, I was really wow, like, those sound like they're on, those all three sound like they're on yeah. <laughs> worlds from each other. Absolutely. They're very, very different. Um, yeah. And so kind of going from there, I had these three options that I was really interested in, but didn't want to make the same mistake of just going for what I was interested in because that clearly didn't work out <laughs> the first time. Um, yeah. So through this process, I started doing informational interviews. So talking to people who were, um, dietitians or nutritionists, talking to people in the finance world, talking to career counselors, and kind of realizing that nutrition was more of a, a hobby for me. It's interesting, but not exactly the work that I was looking for. Same with personal finance. But in career services, that's really where I felt like I had found a home, where it combined my interests, that I, the things that I wanted to be doing, my skill sets, um, and also my values. So being able to help people and kind of work through that process. And I think that's key for finding career changes too, is the skills, the interests, and the values. I think if you can, yeah, fulfill at least a little bit in each of those columns, uh, you're probably on the right track. (laughs) But if you're just in one bucket, like with book publishing, the interest and the skills were there, but the values weren't. Right. Um, So that's kind of how I was able to make that transition, just hearing from career counselors about what their day-to-day work entailed. And I still got to do the editing piece with resumes and cover letters right, right. to help people too. And they need that. Yes. <laughs> Everyone needs help with their cover letters. Absolutely. <laughs> Even career counselors. Yeah, true. It's so true. <laughs> so 
That's that's super interesting. Um, so just so we know, I want to. You gave us so much right there. Yes. Um, I no, that's great. Um, I want to point out one of the things that I, I liked about what you said is that you went and talked to people. Mm-hmm. You 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 were like, I talked to these people from all these three different buckets, and you know, I think that's one of the parts we tend to skip over, right? It's like we're there's so much information out there and you know people don't really invest in going to talk to people but you can get so many insights mm-hmm. from that process and it sounds like you learned a lot about like what actually what career counselors do yeah yeah i definitely think that's a key part for not just career changers but anyone looking for jobs mm-hmm. um having those conversations again they really help you see what the work actually entails because a a job title doesn't tell you anything about what your day-to-day life is actually going to look like. Um, It can give you tidbits, but not really the full bulk of the situation. Um, And it also just gives you those important contacts. So, I mean, if you are switching fields, those are going to be your colleagues in the future, even if not at the same institution or company, um, Mm -hmm. there's still going to be people within your field. So it can't hurt to have those conversations with them. Absolutely. That's a really good point. So once you knew that that kind of was your path, then what did you do? Yeah, so um, I knew I wanted to stay in the area. And so luckily, UVA has a lot of options Um, within the university. uh, The career services there is decentralized. So each of the different schools kind of has their own career services. Oh, okay. Um, And so there was an opening at the undergraduate business school for um, career services associates. So essentially working at the front desk, um, but really getting a good understanding, again, like I got with the design and production assistantship, so kind of seeing the whole picture of things, I was able to see the whole picture of things at the career services associate level. And Mm -hmm. since I had made all those connections talking to career counselors, I was able to get referrals within um, the system. So smart. Yeah. yeah, So ended up getting an interview and um, being able to move into that role, um, which was to really see the whole process. And I wanted to make sure to that it was the right decision, right? So I had gone to school to be a book editor and did the internship and then worked there. But um, so I wanted to make sure that I was able to test that out again uh, by being at the front desk there. Yeah. So you were able to get in and say, okay, I'm interested in this career path, but I'm not sure I want to go hard. I'm just going to try this job out and see where it takes me. Exactly. I didn't want to invest the time and money that would be required to become a career counselor because you have to have a master's degree for most Uh institutions. Um, And I didn't want to invest that time and energy into something that I wasn't quite sure about, Um, but ultimately did decide that it was the route that I wanted to go. I really everything that the people had told me was true. Um, It was a great (laughs) environment. It was very supportive. Everyone's so welcoming. Um, And that was really important to me to be in a supportive environment. Um, And it definitely was with career services. So from there, I was able to continue working full time, but then start doing my master's degree part time. Okay. I like what you said there about that supportive part. I think that's another part, you know, we tend to focus a lot on like, you know, oh, I got to get this job with this title or, you know, I'm looking yeah. at this brand name company. I'm sure you've seen this with coaching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, and then we forget about, you know, the people that we spend our day with uh, can make such a difference in the careers that we chose. And I found having worked in higher education myself, there are sometimes so many wonderful people that you're spending your day with, you know, Absolutely. like that's, that really can make a job or even a career. Um, yeah. A lot of times, and it's it's sometimes overlooked when we're thinking about what are we going to do. We mm-hmm. can ask ourselves, who do we want to spend our days with, right? Like, yeah. what type of people? 
Yeah, and that's where those conversations with people really come into play too, because you might have that informational interview with somebody and be like, you know, that is not an environment that I want to be in. And you would have known that if you hadn't talked to them and heard about their experiences. It's so true. It's so true. And really, we talk about informational interviews and I, I think informational interviews have like, you know, kind of this like, I don't know, um, inapproachable. I think it's, they've turned into like these things that people have to do. And you're like, no, if we just break it down, informational interviews are really just conversations. Exactly. And it's, it's not about asking for an internship or a job or trying to get something from the other person. It's just hearing their story, hearing about their work, hearing about their career path. Um, it's yeah. gathering information for you to make a better decision for yourself and build up relationships with people. Yeah. That gathering of information is definitely key. Yeah. Um, yeah. I use it like little investigative uh, questions, right? Like exactly. trying to get all the information because you, you can't get all that from like, you know, a website or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, not at all. Um, okay. So then you got in, how did you, how did you switch uh, into, how did you get into the working with international students and global careers? Sure. Um, so from the front desk position, I was able to really expand that position into something not just working at the front desk, but really adding a valuable contribution to kind of the career development building piece. So mm -hmm. I started working with our students, really building up relationships with them and also with our employers. And so I was able to move into a position as um, the employer relations programming person. So I started working on those relationships to connect employers with students and put events on for them. And then even though I knew I wanted to be a career counselor, um, it wasn't something that I was going to be able to do at UVA at that time. So mm -hmm. um, my husband and I decided with, he got a job up in Delaware. And so I was able to then look for opportunities in that area and was able to talk with people again, doing the informational interviews. Um, one of my old colleagues had moved up to Philadelphia and had someone who she knew who worked at the University of Delaware, so connected the two of us, and we were able to talk and just hear about what it was like living up there, working at UD. Um, and from there, they then posted a career counselor position. So now that I had made that relationship, um, I was able to find out about that position immediately when it was posted, and then apply and thankfully got the position. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that was working with engineering and technology students though, um, which was a really great experience too, um, kind of moving on from the business side of things to engineering. And a lot of my students were international. And for someone who moved four hours from home, um, it was really inspiring working with students who had traveled across the world who are living in a culture and sometimes a language that isn't their own and still thriving, um, but really needing that support and someone to really listen and be there for them. And so I really loved working with that student population. They're all great, but I, just, I was always drawn to our international students. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. And so then this assistant director position opened up just working for international students, so doing career counseling just for them. Um, and I was, I immediately applied so I'm, I'm very happy that it worked out. It's been an amazing experience and something that I'm excited to continue growing because it's a new position too. So it, I really get a lot of challenge out of it and yeah. really get to build it up, which is a very exciting place to be. Oh my gosh, it sounds like it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, many of the listeners may not know, but I also have a background working with international students and I just find them to be 
so interesting, you know, on the daily mm-hmm. basis. Um, we talk a lot about global careers and stuff. And te- people tend to think in global careers, like, you know, you go abroad and live in another country, which is one version. But there's mm-hmm. also the version of you're working, you know, in your own country, but you're working with people from all these other countries and you Mm -hmm. have to be able to adapt and learn from them and communicate across cultures in order to do your job well. Yeah, that cross-cultural communications is so important no matter what field you're working in nowadays. Um, It's truly a global environment. Yeah. Um, I also like one of the themes that comes out of of your story too, is just your focus on relationships, you know, your ability to go out and talk to people and build those relationships. It sounds like you're a natural at it. Um, but, but how you've really used that to kind of shape your career as well. And obviously what you're doing in your job too, is very much driven by relationships. Yeah. Um, thank you. Um, it's, it's not something that comes easy. So I think relationship building is easy in a sense, but at the same time, I'm extremely introverted and so, and very shy in addition to that. So putting myself out there has been hard and challenging, but I think it's really important to do it. Um, because there, so many people have these amazing stories that you want to hear and Mm -hmm. it can help change your career too, um, and really change your life by hearing from other people as well. So I think using the, the scariness of it to kind of yeah. drive you though, um, to really hear from other people about their experiences. Cause I think that's the best way to learn. Definitely. <laughs> we definitely agree on that <laughs> one. So how do you feel now on the other side of your career change? Really great. Um, I'm glad that I finally took the time to really think about what was important to me and what I wanted to be doing in a career. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I think a lot of times we don't. Um, I know I didn't at least. I was just like, I want to be a book editor um, without really thinking about what that really means. And so I'm very happy that I finally took that time and it it worked out so wonderfully. Yeah, Yeah. it sounds like it. Um, So how many, I always ask this, I'm curious from your perspective, how many career changes do you think you'll have in a lifetime? That's a very good question. Um, So particularly as a career counselor, and I think just honestly a citizen of the world right now, we're all hearing about um, how the world is changing and how jobs are changing and jobs are going to disappear and new jobs are going to be created. So I think it's important to not be set on one specific path, but to really be open to opportunities um, because you never know where you're going to end up. Um, and I personally love food and craft beer. Um, so I could definitely see that being a change at some point um, <laughs> to incorporate more of that into my life. But right now yeah. I, I, I do love what I do and I, I love career coaching and working with students um, and helping them really create the careers of their dreams. Yeah, that's amazing. It definitely comes out as you talk about it too. That's super cool. All right, last question. Do you have any advice for anyone that's thinking about making a career change? What would you tell them? Absolutely. Um, there are a lot of things, but really just do your research. Again, talk to people, hear their stories. Um, that's really the best way to figure out what's going to be the right path for you. Um, I always tell students when they're reaching out for international uh, informational interviews, rather, um, mm-hmm. that worst case scenario, the person just doesn't respond. So it's very low risk. It's okay. Um, some yeah. people don't respond, but best case scenario, you have a great conversation. You've built up a relationship you've realized, yes, this is the right path for me. So you know that you're going in the right direction. Um, and they might even say, you know, we have a job opening. Why don't you apply? Heck yeah. Uh, so that's the best case scenario. <laughs> but then worst case scenario too, like I was saying before, you talk to them, you have a good conversation, you build up that relationship, but you, know, you think, you know, this is great for them, but it's not the right choice for me. Um, so I, I think those conversations just can really help you make a great informed decision for yourself about what's the best path moving forward. 
Brilliant. I love that advice. I am so to end on that advice. Um, yes, I could not agree more. Please, please go out and talk to people. <laughs> you said that so well. So thank you, Lindsay, so thank much you. for sharing your story today. I super appreciate it. Um, to everybody else, all the listeners, that wraps up today's conversation. I will see you again for the next conversation. In the meantime, you can visit futureskills.blog to find more conversations or find us on iTunes at 50 Conversations. See you all soon. Goodbye. Hello listeners, hope you enjoyed that show. This is your reminder to get on our list because my new book, Punch Doubt in the Face, How to Upskill, Change Careers, and Beat the Robots is out soon. And I'm gonna be hosting a series of events online that I think you're really gonna enjoy. So make sure you get on the list. Visit punchdoubt.com.